0: Hello, church family. This is part two of chapter ten of Esther. Uh, if you recall, yesterday we talked about how we are going to see how God uses, or how God's relationship with broken vessels, mainly us. Uh, God um, is one who uh, uses things that are um, that are not uh, worthy for His ultimate purpose. Uh, so the first point that we're going to go over right now is the Lord raises broken vessels. Um, If you recall in the book of Esther and Mordecai, or in the book of Esther, uh, Esther was herself a refugee. Uh, She was this lowly Jew. She was the bottom of the total pool, and somehow, uh, or not somehow, but by by God's divine providence, uh, he gave her natural beauty, even though she was a refugee separated from her from her people in the land of Israel. These are exiles, basically. Uh, but yet God chose to use her specifically uh, to be the deliverer of the Jews. Uh, and same with Mordecai. Mordecai uh, himself was a broken individual. Um, uh, Mordecai is, uh, uh, is not someone that we would say is a noble hero. He's uh, someone that's flawed. In fact, in Literature. There are two types of characters. There are flat characters and there are round characters. Uh, flat characters are are exactly what it sounds like. They're one dimensional. They're either usually they're portrayed as all good. Uh, someone that's like like a Superman type character. He's just always known as a Boy Scout, and he gets boring after a while. Um, whereas round characters are individuals that have a little bit more complexity to them. They may do right uh, on certain times of their life and then they might do bad at other times of their life. And um, the thing about uh, these round and flat characters is that these two distinctions only really happens in fiction because all of us are round characters. Uh, We have moments where we do uh, a a tremendous amount of uh, good and other times we do uh, things that are not so good. and just a side note, uh, even though none of us can be flat characters, we should still aspire to that. We should aspire to a life of godliness and a life of integrity. Um, and even though that may seem boring to some, it is pleasing to the Lord. Um, but uh, that's just a side note. Anyways, uh, if we look back at this book, we see how both Esther and Mordecai were flawed characters. Uh, Mordecai, though he didn't want people, he, didn't want, he himself didn't want to bow down uh, to Haman because of his own sinfulness, uh he was totally fine when uh people bowed down to him. In fact, Mordecai, if you just kind of list the things that he's done throughout this book, he renames uh, Esther, uh, her her old name, he uh from from Hadash Hadasha to Esther. And the reason why he did that was to is to cover her her Jewish ethnicity. And that's the second thing he does. He he renames Esther, he hides her identity, he rebels against Haman. And um, even with Esther, he, he's willing to give Esther to a pagan king uh, for her to marry. Um, and all of this is really to try to get a, you know, get some sort of influence in the culture at the time. Uh, he was a really cunning individual, um, but yet God chose to use someone like him for his glory. And how he demonstrated his, his glory is just by saving his people. God keeps his covenant with the Jewish people that he will protect them, even though the people that are being used don't even acknowledge him at all. And that's something that we need to remind uh, ourselves, that none of us are good. If you look at from all the Old Testament all the way to, to the New Testament, everyone that God uses is flawed. In the exception of Jesus Christ, every single major character are flawed. Noah, he was a drunk. Uh, Abraham, he lied and uh, gave his... Wife Sarah to two different uh, kings and Pharaoh per- to spare his own life. Uh, Joseph bragged about his his uh, favor being the favorite child uh, and, and showed off his little colorful coat. Uh, Moses was a murderer. Uh, all the judges in the book of Judges are are you know, broken in different ways. David himself, the the man after God's own heart, was an adulterer and a murderer. Solomon uh, married a thousand wives, and his heart was turned away from the Lord for most of his adult life. Paul, before he became Paul, was Saul. He was a murderer of the church. Peter was a guy that just spoke all the, out of turn all the time and, uh, uh, and was a coward and denied Jesus. Uh, James and Jude, uh, both of them were half-brothers of Jesus that did not acknowledge him until, he, until after he uh, resurrected even the nation of Israel, going back to the Old Testament, God said He chose Israel not because they were great, it was because they were a small number, and that was intended to show that God raises up people, broken vessels, people that um, other people would look would overlook everyone and everyone that God used in the past and even to the present are sinners and uh, and all of them are flawed, and all of them are, are sinners, but yet God still chose to redeem them. To deem us, God still chose in his in the kindness and goodness of his own heart to save us. Um, I reference this first of all Romans five or six to eight for while we were still helpless at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly, for one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for the good man someone would dare even to die, but God demonstrated his own love towards us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans six twenty three for the wages of sin is death but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Ephesians, chapter two verse uh, four to nine, but God being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in our transgression made us alive together with Christ by grace he have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not as a result of our of, of works, so that no one may boast. And that's, the. I mean, you can just keep going to different gospel passages. And you understand that God rescues sinners. God's one who raises the broken vessels. Um, each and every single one of us are first and foremost part of God's family. Um, and that's the value that we have. Um, some of us are maybe struggling with, uh, <coughs> with empl- employment or, um, or career choices or, or whatever. Um, those are not your primary identity. You may be able to obtain those things, but you, and and even lose those things. But one thing that you, that is given to us that we can keep for all of eternity is that we are part of God's family. Uh, We are joint heirs, um, not just the Bible study, but in terms of just with the Lord, that because of what Christ has done, we are co heirs with Him in heaven. Um, And that's something that we have that's secure. Uh, Everything in this life, is, is, is fickle, it's temporal, and it's perishing. It can be stolen, uh, it can be lost, whatever it may be. Um, we can lose it, but what we have in Christ is eternal. And that's because God raises broken vessels. But not only does he raise broken vessels, but we'll see tomorrow that God uses broken vessels as well. Thanks for listening. I hope this was helpful, and I will see you guys tomorrow.